0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: Welcome to Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time with your hosts, Katie Marley. You know, it's a common thought that we can never balance our time and our money. We run out of money when there are still so many days on the calendar. What are some of the ideas and tools that will help us more efficiently manage these two resources? On today's program, you'll learn how being mighty is the result of transforming one's life. One insight, one choice, one action at a time. Now, here is KD Marley, which is K Mar and D Lee.
2: So, welcome to our show, Mighty Gems. My name is Lynn Sherrell, and I am a guest host today, joining regular show hosts Dee Lee and Kay Marr. So, this show is all about exploring mighty gems by spotlighting everyday jewels. What are mighty gems, you ask? Well, they are ordinary, mundane things that are a part of our daily living that are really magnificent when we stop and notice them. So, to begin today's show, it seems like an interrogation would be in order. <laughs> So I'm going to ask four questions that can lead you to some really deep rabbit holes. And that's exactly the point, really. We want to get into those. But the questions first, these will reveal things that you likely take for granted in your life. Here we go. What do you believe? Why do you believe what you believe? How do you feel as you are asking, asking and answering this very basic question? And what is the source of your inner voice that is responding to these questions? This is critical information, and throughout time, people have been responding to these questions for themselves and demanding others share in their discoveries. The answers to these really deceptively simple questions (laughs) have been the cause of a lot of commentary, the source of wars and exponential human suffering. And yet, here we are, right now, today, exploring something that's Basic to our existence and so foundational to our being. Audrey Hepburn took a look at this and said, I believe in pink. I believe that laughing is the best calorie burner. I believe in kissing, kissing a lot. I believe in being strong when everything seems to be going wrong. I believe that happy girls are the prettiest girls. I believe that tomorrow is another day and I believe in miracles. Wow. So if you had to sum up, right? Like if you had to That's sum up what awesome you believe right in. There. Yeah. If you had to do that in six senses, what would you say? Like, what What would you say? I mean, and, you know, I mean, think about it. And if you want to jump in, if you want to think about it, and jump in literally, like, you know, it'd be awesome to hear your thoughts on it. But one of the ways to get a foothold in your belief systems or your BS, as I like to call it. <laughs> which is the mighty gem of our focus today, is to consider the word itself. The word belief comes from Middle English believe, and it's spelled B-I-L-E-V-E. So we've come a long way since then. But in Middle English, believe related to a mental act or condition or habit of placing trust or confidence in another and denoting validity of something. And the word system comes from late Latin systemat, which was, as we know it, first used in 1603 and it means to combine a group of related parts that move or work together. Louise Hay of Hay House, which I have a story about her. Uh, I met her. We were in a class together. She's awesome. Uh, But she said, yeah, uh, we learned face reading together. It was fascinating. Um, And I got to read her face. We were a partner. We were partnered for an exercise. It was fun. Um, But she said, we learn our belief systems as very little children. And then we move through life creating experiences to match our beliefs. Look back in your own life and notice how often you have gone through the same experience like that is like you know kaboom that's a kung pao kick
3: to the old uh, understanding there right (laughs) well and the flip side of that is that with if we have an experience that doesn't match our belief we figure out some way to mush it around to interpret it or sometimes even to flat out deny that it happened in order to keep the integrity of our belief system absolutely we look to we want to be right and so Mm -hmm. we look for things that make us right and we tend to ignore
2: the things that don't. Yeah. And then we look in the mirror and we go, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Sadiqa Hamdan, who is an author of Palestinian Women, she's had a powerful comment on this. She says, if our belief system excludes us from sharing bread with those who do not believe the exact same manners we do, that's when it's time to reevaluate our belief system. So, who are you, really? Your beliefs give you clues of who you are. They affect how you interpret and translate the world around you. So do you believe the limiting messages that you have received verbally or physically or silently? And ironically, you may not even know when you are believing those messages. And, you know, as Kay just said, now if your choices in life do not fit your belief system, you change your beliefs to fit your choices. Or you adjust your interpretation of the choice or the belief. Each choice is an invitation to create your reality. And, you know, underline that in your mind. Each choice is an invitation to create your reality. That is gong-a-big. That is a huge nugget. Like, that is a mighty gem. By being aware of your choices and clarifying what you value, your beliefs become more apparent. Knowing what you believe gives you a sense of certainty in decision making, it supports you in recognizing opportunities, and it helps you create your life by having conscious awareness. Dr. Steve Maraboli said, people tend to be generous when sharing their nonsense, fear, and ignorance. And while they seem quite eager to feed you their negativity, please remember that sometimes the diet we need to be on is a spiritual and emotional one. Be cautious with what you feed your mind and soul, fuel yourself with positivity, and let that fuel
3: propel you into positive action. And boy, isn't that true. That if, What's that saying? Misery loves company?
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, that if somebody's feeling negative and down, they're going to do their dead-level best to drag down the people all around them. Because mm-hmm. they want to be right. Mm-hmm. They want to be
2: right in their misery. So wanna, they're, they're to searching that, for their but, value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, some
4: kind of value, whether it's valuable, they'd look at it as a negative value. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, they're getting attention for it too. And if Mm -hmm. they can get enough people to kind of come over to their side, that makes them right.
3: Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm.
2: So a useful visual to ponder in thinking about this is the image of an iceberg. So either in your your mind's eye or if you have a piece of paper handy, it's just time to draw an iceberg. And (laughs) and really, (laughs) you know, the iceberg, this is what it's all about. What's above and what's below the water level including all the various states of being from the top to the bottom of the iceberg. And so obviously in this case, you are the iceberg. So the part of the iceberg that is able to be seen with the visual eye, that's the external or the, the conscious part of ourselves. And the part of the iceberg that's below the water is the subconscious or the internally aware place of ourselves. And that's really the seat of our belief systems. Because at the very bottom of this iceberg is your core identity. This is like at the lowest part of it and then moving up toward the surface you'll find your values which supports the next level which are your beliefs. And over time beliefs come, become convictions and then you surface to the scene part of the iceberg above the water where you discover your capacities and then your behaviors, it it and it just it makes it all so much easier to understand. If you just think of yourself as a giant block of floating ice. <laughs>
3: well, and if you think of it too, in shipping, isn't the most dangerous part of the iceberg the part that's below the water? Oh the part yeah. Part that you can't see. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. if our lives we feel like our lives are ending up in a shipwreck, then it's time to look at what's below the surface well and what's so ironic is you can't really get to that stuff that's the hard part
2: it's like you have to do extraordinary beyond the normal awareness to get to that stuff so just by virtue of listening to this particular show your audience is so much more ahead of the average civilian you know well, really and think about the the floating iceberg i mean it's kind
4: of an illusion you know, think about all of the heavy ice and how it's floating along and, and people see the upper part. They're not sure what's going on on the inner part but that's where the hazards are and also you know an icebreaker if you look at a ship that's trying to go from here to there and they run into all these ice or these uh, these big chunks um, it's quite a an illusion
2: mm-hmm. you know how did you get from here to there? It's like a duck. You know, when a duck is swimming, you—they look so calm on the surface. Underneath, their little feet are just.
4: (laughs) I don't know, Lynn. If you knew that I'm a duck.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so I think University of Oregon for people who don't get that one. Oh. (laughs)
4: Yeah, I graduated University of Oregon.
2: Nice. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I know we're going to, we need to probably have several conversations about all this because there's so much to it. And and it just, um, the more that we explore, I think the more that we're going to discover in there. And this is the stuff that people don't really talk about in just everyday conversation. And yet this is the stuff that really matters.
4: Well, and it's what the people take for granted that they, what they see on the surface is what they get. And so this is part of what people take for granted is really understanding opening the eyes asking the questions as they're asking themselves they're probably asking you know the self relates to others so once your awareness starts happening for yourself you're going to start asking other people questions and making hmm that's interesting you know and asking why would they want to believe that well you know basically it's it's really that's their choice to believe or make 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 up
3: a believeness, you know, happening. Except we don't want to realize that it's our choice because it is so far below the water line that we think it's just there and if we believe it well, of course it's right. So we don't even usually examine it on that level. Uh, there's a whole lot, yeah, like both of you have said, we could we could probably spend weeks and weeks on this one, uh, but there's a whole lot to belief systems and I want to get into some more details of what is a belief system, what it means, what it does for us. But before we get into that, uh, I want to read something here. Sky Alexander is the person who came up with this one. A belief system usually evolves over time. It's something that we grow into as our needs and goals develop and change. Even when we find a belief system that works for us we hone and fine-tune it working our way deeper and deeper into its essential truth. everything we experience every thought we have every desire need action and reaction everything with that we perceive with our senses goes into our personal data bank and helps to create the belief systems that we hold now nothing is lost or forgotten in our lives you don't have to remain a victim of your conditioning i would say you don't have to remain a victim of what's happened to you you can choose for yourself what you believe or don't believe what you desire or don't desire you can define your own parameters once you do that you can start consciously creating your destiny according to your own vision just a couple of comments on this yes it is possible to do this but the thing is most of us don't. Number one, because we don't think that deeply about our beliefs and why we hold the beliefs we we do and that how what has happened to us plays into the beliefs that we hold. This is not something that you can sit down and do in an afternoon. This is something that takes time. It takes conscious effort. So with that, that said, let's talk about what is a belief system. And a lot of times I want to say something right here at the outset because a lot of times when you start talking about beliefs or a belief system, people automatically start thinking about, well, that has to do with religion or that has to do with ethics I am an atheist so I don't have a belief system. Well, it doesn't work that way. That is a belief system. (laughs) Being an (laughs) atheist is a belief system, right? A belief system is a collection of things that we hold very dear that form part of our core identity like your description of the iceberg. And it does four things. For us, and keep in mind, belief system does not have to have anything to do with religious things. A belief system defines what is real. So, in most people's belief system, they're going to say that fairies aren't real, but uh, this you know table they are. is. That's yeah, absolutely, they're real. This table is because I can touch it. Um, a belief system says what is true. This is not the same thing as whether or not something is real. It's what is true a belief system defines who you are and how you fit in the world around you and then finally and this is the connection to morality and ethics a belief system defines what is good versus what is evil or if you want to use the words right or wrong a belief system defines what is right versus what is wrong So if you think about this broadly, it's pretty obvious that this is not just having to do with religion. One of the most common belief systems that exists in the academic world is that of the scientific method. It tells you what is real. They have experiments to tell you what's true, what isn't true. People use science to try and define who they are as person. We're a collection of these cells. Here's how we fit, it's not just limited to the hard sciences we get into the social sciences here here's your culture things we learn as we're growing up that's all part of a belief system and people especially adults in our society we want to think that we are rational beings and that we choose what we're going to believe believe or what our beliefs are going to be based on our thinking well unfortunately that's not the case people choose their belief systems very unconsciously sometimes it's what they've grown up with sometimes it's not but people choose what they're going to believe and what belief system they're going to hold on to by how it feels and this is not on a conscious level, but if, say you've been brought up with Atheist for Parents and that science is the be-all and end-all, and you end up having a mystical experience, that's going to totally break open that belief system for you, and you're going to start looking at other things. Either that, or you're going to try and find a way to explain that within the scientific method and um, honestly, that one doesn't work very well, really. So really, truly, people choose their beliefs by what feels right. Not even by what feels right, what feels good. That makes sense. And we have to go to a break, so I'm going to leave you with that thought. So think about that, and we'll be right back with you.
5: up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network.
0: Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com It's
5: your world.
1: You are listening to Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's one 346 9141 You may also send us an email to b-myte at b-myte.com. Now, back to this week's show.
3: Welcome back, back to Mighty Gems. And today we're talking about the gem of our beliefs and How extraordinary a thing our beliefs are when we stop to sit down and look at them. And we talked about what a belief system is, that it defines what is real, what is true, who you are, your place in the world, and what is right versus what is wrong. That belief systems can be religious, but they don't have to be. And that we choose our belief system based on how it feels
2: we got belief systems on everything from how to brush our teeth to what detergent to buy. You know,
3: it's like... <laughs> it is. It is. Everything we're brought up, our culture, it, you know, 200 years ago, the belief in our culture was that women and people of color were not eligible to vote, that they didn't have the mental wherewithal to be able to vote intelligently. And we've seen that change. Within our lifetime. Within our lifetime. And the thing is, beliefs can be changed, but it takes a lot of work. If you look at both of those two examples, the process of women gaining the vote and people of color gaining the vote, how many years did that take? Changing a belief system, whether it's on a cultural level or a personal level, is not something that happens overnight. And that's because our beliefs extend so far down into who we are and affect our core identity so much. And But they can start changing because you we can wake change. up. You so can it's change. It's like you waking up. Always. You can always change. You can always choose something different. You can always choose to think about something a different way. You can always choose to act a different way. That's the beauty of free will, by the way, is that we're not stuck in a destiny. Um, There's a bumper sticker that I absolutely love that talks about this. My karma ran over my dogma. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it's what we believe and our choices we, we can make changes we can change our beliefs we can change our actions we can change our entire world that's what, when people talk about creating your reality that's exactly what they're talking about is making the choice to think about something differently to act in a different way and by the way it's um it's not a one-way thing that our beliefs affect what we think we're able to do and thus affect our actions We can work at it backwards, too. If we change our actions, actions change our choices, eventually it's going to end up affecting our beliefs. There was uh, a talk that I listened to at one point, and it was talking about how... um, A lot of times people in our society, especially if they don't think they have a lot of power in our society, they tend to use body language that is very closed in. And in this particular study that was done, these people were taught um, behaviors like sitting up with their arms spread out or behind their heads, um, body postures that are associated with power. And by changing how they held their body, they changed their belief about how much power they had to affect their lives.
2: Oh, yeah, I saw that. I remember seeing that.
3: So it's, it's a two-way street. You can always change your beliefs, but you have to be awake and conscious to do it. Um, so there's – one of the people I like to listen to, I like to read, is Wayne Dyer. And one of the things he said that goes along with this is that the only limits you have are limits you believe. And it's one of those where if you think you can or if you think you can't, and it was Henry Ford that said this, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Your limit is of what you can do, what you can think, what you can be is affected only by what you believe. There are a lot of people who want to say, well, there is, the only thing that exists is the stuff that we can see and touch and hear, the world that we can see, experience with our senses, and that there is nothing else outside of that world. And so if that's your belief system, then that's all you're going to see of reality. Because remember, a belief system tells you what is real. Ralph Waldo Emerson, somebody else that I love to, to read, uh, people only see what they're prepared to see.
2: I have and, a crush on Ralph Waldo Emerson, I'm just saying.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Amazing, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> you know, if there is an accident in an intersection, you, you would think, okay, just sit, sit here and think with me on this. You're standing on this street corner. You see this accident happen. And you think the people are around you and you are all going to give the same explanation or description to the police officer that responds. But that is not the truth. And this can be shown when you look at transcriptions of the statements that different people make in their descriptions of what they saw, and if you have four different people giving four different descriptions of that accident, you're going to think it was four different accidents, not one
2: mm-hmm. well uh, didn't Buddha say if there's if ten thousand people look at the moon, there are ten
3: thousand moons exactly mm-hmm. exactly, and you know here's something that we' say hard and fast reality you know I mean that's a car you can touch this car hit that car that's but no, there's there's so many different ways of seeing even the things that we would all want to say that yeah that's real. Uh, the possibilities of thought training are infinite; its consequences eternal, and yet few take the pains to direct their thinking into channels that would do them good, but instead leave all to chance. That was Bryce Marden. So, okay, we started out with some hard questions that Lynn gave us at the very beginning here's another question what lens are you choosing to look through we've talked about lenses a lot on this show and the lens that we choose to look at our lives through and to look at the things around us with what lens are you choosing and have you polished it what 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 is real and why
2: And do you even know what your lens is, really? You know, I think that's the big thing is that people don't know that they're looking through the lens of, oh, I don't know, scarcity. or they are looking through the lens of um, unhappiness or the lens of, yeah, whatever it is, you know, fear or um, staying safe or, you know, are you playing to win or are you playing not to lose? It's, you know, that's a different lens of perception. Mm -hmm. And it could, you know, so, yeah. It's a lens of being awake.
3: So let's get back into our definitions here here's another way to think about a belief a belief is whatever you're willing to accept without experiencing it or seeing the evidence and it results in an assumption which is taken as the basis for your action or not action okay that let's go through that one again a little slower because that's that's kind of there's a lot there whatever you're willing to accept without experiencing it yourself or without seeing the evidence of it that results in an assumption and we use that as a basis for what we do or don't do. Let's Okay, go back to science here for a second. Even in high school science What are you told? That everything is based on atoms. And atoms are made up of protons and uh, neutrons. Neutrons, thank you, that's the word. They're in the nucleus and that there's these electrons that go flying around the nucleus with the protons and the neutrons. We're told that's what's real. Now if you look at a table, do you see the atoms? Do you see the molecules that the atoms, we're told that the atoms go together with other atoms and create molecules, and that's what this is made of, that that's reality? Do you see that? I don't. I don't at all. So that's something where what it means that we're willing to accept that, that we're taking as evidence what our high school science teacher taught us to say that's what's real. That's what that part means.
4: So if you sit on a chair, you're not sure if you're going to sit or you're
3: or if you're going to fall through. Yeah. Because if you think about that, it's what it, what is it that is it what 99% of the atom is empty space? So why is it when we sit on a chair we don't fall through?
4: Cuz we are sitting on our
3: assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Beliefs are tools for social conditioning rather than expressions of inner realization or universal truth. Karl Marx knew that. What did he say about religion? It's the opiate of the masses that he could use religion to control people in the society. There's another word here, ideology. We hear this one a lot too. This one's really vague. It's a term for the embodiment of beliefs in abstract ideas that can drive human behavior to pathological extremes. Okay, that's a big one. Lynn, you want to tackle explaining that one? Uh, well,
2: for me, uh, what, that, what that says to me is that Ideology means it's about ideas, and ideas are abstract. And so when you have ideas that are strong enough to actually cause you to choose certain things or behave in certain ways, um, that becomes an ideology. And, and I think the pathological extremes is a little, you know, because I have an ideology that I just want to give to people. That can be an ideology. So it's an idea that drives human behavior. Um, Pathological stream, extremes would be something like, I have to give to every single person that I see, and if I don't give to every single person that I see, then I'm, you know, then something bad is going to really happen to me, and and so I'm going to give to everybody. If I don't pass on those chain letters, yeah, <laughs> remember right. those? Yeah, oh god, they're still out there. <laughs>
3: really. You're still out there, but something worse yeah. is going to happen to you if you don't pass this on to the next ten people.
2: Yeah, so it's really you know an ideology is really abstract ideas that cause you to do certain things or that drive your behavior. I make it more simple.
3: Very, <laughs> I'm very a simple. simple. Person. So our behavior is based on our beliefs, but our beliefs a lot of times aren't based on experience, and so there's not always a direct connect between what we believe and our lives Beliefs can also just say that what evidence is there isn't even true it can and it does do that and that's in medicine we hear about the placebo effect that when they're testing a new medicine they give some of the people in the study the actual medicine and they give other people in the study a sugar pill but they're told it's the medicine and that it's going to do certain things and then they see what actually happens and the power of belief is such that people taking that placebo that sugar pill will get better even though they're not taking the actual drug that's supposed to make them get better Mm -hmm. that's how strong belief. that's an ideology yeah that if is you how believe strong, in something, it will come to pass. Yes, that is how strong beliefs are. The unexamined yeah. belief is not worth holding. It can also be said that the unexamined life is not worth living. True enough, but the examined belief might not be worth holding either. Mm-hmm. If you examine your beliefs, you might find that they're absolutely worthless. <laughs> other than giving you a sense of identity. Well, they might give you a contrast, something to push against. It's like, oh,
2: wait a minute, that's not what I, really? No, that doesn't work for me. You know, you might push back against it. So you might have a walk-in conversation with yourself that could be quite fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> As you sit know, you right on your assumptions in your imaginary chair.
3: <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> People
4: walk really down the street right now talking to themselves or you can hear their voice and you look over, the, are they talking through something or are they talking to themselves? I mean, it's one of those curiosities.
3: <laughs> well, if they're using a Bluetooth, that means you can't even see the telephone that they're talking into.
4: Well, maybe the new thing is if you talk to yourself and you want to talk to yourself, wear a Bluetooth and then you'll fit in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter if it works. Just you know, wear it. It's an impression. Yeah.
4: <laughs> 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 So, do you believe? Well, what do we what do we believe? It's really interesting because belief is, you know, it ponders many questions too, and a couple of fairly uh, powerful comments coming up here in perspectives. Eleanor Roosevelt said, believe in yourself. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you stop and look fear in the face. You must do that, which you think you cannot do. Also, George Bernard Shaw said, "Progress is impossible without change. Those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. They run into a wall."
3: And as a side note, here the only thing that never changes is something that's dead.
4: Mm-hmm. So it's it's really, um, as we described previously, our beliefs have a cycle that have all of the elements that make up the basic system. And as with any system, there are words in the cycle that are basic, but are rather complex when you really start looking at how they relate in the system. There are a variety of prejudices that have existed for eons that are belief-related, how we individually prioritize our lives and what resulting actions we take come from our beliefs. Frank Herbert advised, dangers lurk in all systems. Systems incorporate the unexamined beliefs of their creators. Adopt a system, accept its beliefs, and you help strengthen the resistance to change. So really, a critical approach to creating your own self-belief system is to always remember that it is very important to constantly examine the elements such that you subject these to some kind of objective scrutiny. Take out the magnifying glass. Approach this with a scientific eye that looks closely at all of the details. How does it feel? Come out with some kind of evidence that you feel you know, feel good about, and it's either showing that there is support for whatever, or there's no support. And as you keep this in mind concerning a belief, does it um, reflect the actual reality? As K-Marx had described earlier, we are constantly filtering things through our system, our individual combination of senses, brains, social, you know, cultural influences. And having, um, most of us have more open mind than used to exist out there. And as we look at it from a scientific process and look at um, whatever the beliefs are being created, do we have a solid footing on the outcomes? So really, it's a big cycle. And this is where we start as a foundation. Um, Beliefs are really basis of a, a large combination of values and attitudes and is basic to the foundational flow that goes, you know, from the from that process. Like we were talking with the about the iceberg, and it's rather complex when you start really looking at where did we come from. These are the big questions that we ask, and so we kind of well, I don't know, we came from the stork, you know. It's it's like our parents and their parents before them have had beliefs they've lived by and passed down through their process. Most parents require the their children adopt whatever the system is that they've learned and lived by. And an important focus that Margaret Mead um, has said is children must be taught how to think not what to think.
3: And on that note we need to do another commercial break but think about that one. Children must be taught how to think not what to think. We'll be right back.
5: your world change your life VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. are you living your dream yet if not then why not everyone has a greatness inside of them to achieve what they deserve in their lives but how do you find the motivation to get started Tune in to Your Authentic Life with host Susan Cranston. Susan's advice, along with expert guests, will help you improve your relationships, start or change your career, and achieve the seemingly unattainable goal. Listen live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you think of inspiring women,
1: who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment.
5: We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment.
1: You are listening to Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 346 9141 You may also send us an email to b-myte at b-myte.com. Now, back to this week's show.
4: Welcome back. We're talking um, and exploring belief systems E.E. E. Cummings said, we do not believe in ourselves until someone reveals that that deep inside of us is something of value, worth listening to, worthy of our trust, sacred to our touch. Once we believe in ourselves, we can risk curiosity, wonder, spontane- spontaneous delight, or any experience that reveals the human spirit. That's a very profound um, exploratory
3: And And it actually says something about what parents should be like with their kids. Mm -hmm. Which, you
4: know, might rattle a a few cages. Um, But thinking Mm -hmm. from the the terms of an iceberg, too, you think of all the little icebergs out there. You know, that's quite a profound visual. Um, Your belief systems can always be adjusted. So you want to choose to believe in new things and, um, you know, celebrate you know, every day, 365 days a year, um, coming along, you know, and looking for ways, you know, you get up every day, you have a start of a new beginning. It's, it's quite a, um, powerful imagery when you think of how many options there are to wake up, to choose, to have a a more active approach. And that's a, um, I mean, interestingly, many religions have claimed they are first to have said words, um, Watch your thoughts, they may become words. Watch your words, they may become actions. Watch your habits, they may become character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. And that is something that, um, you know, quite a few people, you know, in a variety of different areas have said, I said it first. But um, that's a pretty profound list of words. in um, looking at a foundational Reality, and they're very uh, potent ingredients for what you can manifest from too. If you think about positive and negative conditioning, usually if you're under negative conditioning, it's like having limitations and choices of limitations. If you're in a positive, you end up opening up like a flower, and um, you can basically think in terms of uh, being a flower in in some ways of blooming. Um, around yourself or in front of others or as you're you're an iceberg blossoming up above. (laughs) That would be finding land and building it from there. Um, And essentially you have a choice to live with your beliefs or change them, them. And one of the first steps to really creating your own belief system, which is kind of what we're creating in some of our questions here, is become of, of aware of what you're you're actually uh, giving as an identity in your own situation, and literally they are not usually the truth they are a personally accepted perception
2: you know if you think about it we're all if we're all just icebergs, we are all just walking around like bonking into each other <laughs> like, you know it's like our all of our bs is all hitting everybody else's b s and we're all just like you know Titanic's waiting to happen you know <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's amazing how so do we do what, anything
2: maybe one of the questions
4: too is "What does your ship look like <laughs> or,
3: what, what the, color is your iceberg yeah what, Instead what color, is, of what your color is your parachute what color is your iceberg you know, are you up <laughs> above your or iceberg? below
4: <laughs> what is the the water level
3: yeah <laughs>
2: yeah that's what i was saying how big is your iceberg <laughs> you know yeah like. <laughs> You yeah, kind of need to know that stuff. Well, Buddha said, do not believe in anything simply because you've heard it. Do not believe in anything simply because it's spoken and rumored by many. Do not believe in anything simply because it is found written in your religious books. Do not believe in anything merely on the authority of your teachers and elders. Do not believe in traditions because they've been handed down for many generations. But after observation and analysis, when you find that anything agrees with reason and is conducive to the good and benefit of one and all, then accept it and live up to it. So, you know, as we're talking about all of this, you know, really start thinking about what are your belief systems and where is your iceberg giving you problems that you maybe haven't even been paying attention to or, or where are you clashing into somebody
3: else's, Right. And why did you choose to hold to that belief system? Is it something that you're believing because your teachers or your elders said that this is the case?
4: Or you could also envision a freezer. (laughs) So you could put your belief system in a freezer and maybe it will come out like an iceberg. The walking oh, freezer.
2: Oh, I know. So I was thinking. I just. I get these images. I'm so visual. It's so funny. Yeah, I do too. I'm like, ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, Albert Einstein said, "Everything is energy, and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics." And I really believe that. Life is an echo. It's like what you're mm-hmm. putting out is what you get back. It's just when the subconscious part of your iceberg is what's strong, strongest in emitting a message, you're getting back stuff that you didn't even know you were putting out there. So,
3: well, And there again, look at the iceberg. If yeah. what you're putting out there is mostly coming from below your awareness.
2: Uh-huh. Well, without your conscious awareness, if it's out there, um, it, it's actually the most powerful. Because what's yeah. unconscious is what's unconsciously happening, just on you know by default. So you don't even know. I was working with a woman who, uh, at one point in my work, I had a client who had been in several relationships with men that was fairly abusive. It was you know emotionally and verbally and just really uncomfortable. And finally, she found the strength to break free of all these relationships. And her grown daughter was coming back to to live with her for a little while. And we met after, oh, I don't know, a month went by. And we met for another session. And she said, you know, it's the weirdest thing. She said, I have to ask my daughter to leave. And I said, why? And she goes, well, she's being so abusive. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. I said, somewhere your love pattern got encoded with abuse as being the language of love and so you know when you don't have a significant other relationship your daughter loves you enough that she's picked up that pattern and she's giving it back to you you need to change the signal you're transmitting so Uh We have to decode your love pattern to find out what's actually happening underneath that. That changed everything for her because, you know, it's it's that unconscious energy and she was thinking that it was everybody else around her, but no, she's the common denominator. So she didn't realize that, that what she was asking for unconsciously was for to be loved through abuse. So Well and that was her filter system. Right. Right. That's her filter. So, you know, if you have a closed filter then you have um You know, you don't take in a lot of things. You filter things out. If you have an open belief system, things flow. Um, Spirit and inspiration and everything else. And she thought she was flowing, but she really wasn't. She was hooked and she didn't know it. And that's the hard part about that subconscious stuff, is that a lot of times you can't see it yourself because it's too familiar and you're right up on it and it's too close to you. So um, you need someone outside of you to be a mirror. The problem is that a lot of the people who uh, either – Your mirror will, if it's a friend or family member, they aren't probably a very objective mirror and they're going to project their own stuff into your mirror. And they're going to say, oh, this is what I see, which really is about them or their wound or whatever. Um, and sometimes when you are working with someone who is like a coach or a mentor, those people haven't maybe done their work either. And so they might be <laughs> throwing their own spin on things. It's like you really have to pay attention to the mirrors that you're looking in. It's like, you know, if you're going to look through the lens of a mirror, make sure that that's a pretty clean mirror, as clean as, you know. Clean as it can get. So A little mirror mirror on the wall. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> totally. Totally. Well, Eckhart Tole said the most common ego identifications have to do with possessions, the work you do, social status and recognition, knowledge and education, physical appearance, special abilities, relationships, personal and family history, belief systems, and often nationalistic, racial, religious, and other collective identifications, and none of them is you. Boom. There it is. So, you know, as we're taking a closer look at identification of our beliefs, we need to also understand the relationships of the bigger systems that they are a part of. And we're gonna talk about those in um, you know continuing conversation. But for now, we really just want to acknowledge the important existence of these beliefs as we move up from the, uh, and, and the systems, as we move up from the foundation of where we're talking from. As we're exploring our beliefs, the upward effects have a direct impact On our values or what we ascribe to as a guiding principle, right, your value is what becomes a guiding principle, our attitudes, which is how we tend to show up in the world, and the outcomes that we experience in our reality, it all is coming from our beliefs, so, and and if our beliefs are unconscious, then, you know, what we're creating is really pretty gnarly, (laughs) it's just, you know, (laughs) technical term, you know. It's amazing. it comes up as a
4: visual, too, is an aged tree, and think of the gnarled parts of its foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be kind and of somewhere interesting. somewhere in there,
2: it has a, you know, a pretty bright heart, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, uh, and I think that that's what happens to us, too, over time, is that we get kind of gnarly, because or gnarled, because maybe we've even forgotten that the beliefs are there and we're just kind of on autopilot or um you know we look we judge people's values instead of really being accountable for our own or maybe our attitude is terrible and we're focused on the micro minutiae of life and and looking at things through the half empty lens we don't even know it we're just busy doing what we do right so think of the
4: tree i mean it's a support system for birds it's a positioning it bears fruit it has you know a substance it, it, I mean think of it in terms of that is almost like the upper part of the potential iceberg
3: yeah different kind of elements system down and, below
4: and so w- if we look around ourselves in nature you know look at the benefactors of a lot of what we
2: take for granted the higher the the higher the branches the deeper the roots <laughs> mm-hmm mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So really, I mean, the bottom line is, you, it's you want to um, consider what beliefs. And for me personally, I don't think anything is good or bad. It's just whether it serves us or not. You know, is it supporting us or not? Are we having? Are we living our best life or not? You know. So, and once you can figure out where those little suckers are. Now you give yourself the the opportunity to clear them. There's a great book, by the way, if anybody's interested, Carolyn Mace, M-Y-S-S, wrote Entering the Castle, and this is based on the works of St. Teresa of Avila, but it's really about how to go in and surface some of those beliefs that you may not even know are there, so it's a a systematic way of looking at that, if you Mm. want a little extra. Yeah,
3: that'd be interesting to check out.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating book. She's one of my mentors. She doesn't know it. I look forward to the day that I get to tell her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, you know, all of this is fascinating. Yeah, so it fascinating.
3: is. It, it really is. You know, and I think the thing I, th- I like the most about it is how much hope it gives you that we're not stuck in being a certain way Or living a certain way the rest of our lives. If we don't like it, we can change it. Yep. There's always the choice. When you're aware. When you're aware. aware.
4: So the first step in creating your own self-belief system is your identity. You're identifying these different components. And, you know, those are, you know, it's your choice you know so
2: well and that's the whole thing it's like you know our choice makes it our responsibility so it's like oh great i'm responsible for my own life really <laughs> i got to like direct my own iceberg are you kidding me <laughs> are you floating yeah well, <laughs> a lot of people are probably sinking <laughs> well, and you know that's, it's I don't mean that in a that's there's hope there people you know <laughs> i have been sunk before and come
4: back so yeah it's a theory of you know floating in a, in a positioning.
3: And there, again, if you want to jump over to science for a minute, ice floats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the things of reality that science tells us. If we're icebergs, hey, we can't be drowned because ice floats. Well, that's an, that's an experiment.
4: Somebody can try with ice tray and put in ice and put in water and see how it looks and feels, you know, it's very cold, But, um, you know, it's really easy to say something like, I don't like, but it's really something, sometimes hard to know what to do next. What do you know?
3: What do you like?
4: And what do you like? And how do you go from the negative or limiting beliefs to really start to identify those things? So there's really, it's it's an exploratory and it's one that um, each of us have different levels just like the iceberg we're at different water levels and if if we can help each other through the the um, process like with the looking in the mirror or providing support or acting like a tree and have birds and flowers available I mean it, it takes all of us in this world to really help each other and um, make it a better place and it's really that part of it that we we look forward to the opportunities to consciously help identify and to um, take any of the limiting beliefs that you might have and help with the first step by creating your own system thank you very much for joining us here today we look forward to next friday and uh, at 11 o'clock pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on the voice america empowerment channel
1: Thank you for joining KMar and D Lee for Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week.